welcome to Creative Resolutions in Action, a podcast that dives into the real world of Manitoba with a mixture of smart conversation, expert advice, behind-the-scenes stories, and straight talk from leaders in government, business, industry, academia, and civil society. Creative Resolutions in Action, Manitobans Building Strong Communities. In today's episode, I have the pleasure of sitting down with Robert Sanford. Bob is the EPCOR Chair of Water and Climate Security at the United Nations University Institute for Water, Environment and Health. And uh, Bob has been a long-time collaborator with us here at the Winnipeg Metro Region. And uh, it's always wonderful to have you in town, Bob. If you could just tell me a little bit about what you're working on these days. Well, first of all, thank you for inviting me and for inviting me back to Winnipeg. And I'm working on many things that are all linked together abroad and particularly in Canada. Water security, water security in the face of a changing climate, and how we restructure governance so that we can be effective in not only dealing with the environmental problems that we face now, but the changes in the environment and the changes in natural system function that are inevitable now that we know that climate warming is on its way. And I wondered if you could just tell us a little bit about your thoughts about um, what we're going to be faced with going into the future, extreme variations between drought and flood, and in what that means for the, the Winnipeg metro region and in Manitoba in general as a collection of uh, uh, actors trying to work together. I think it's important for me to say that I travel widely in places that are not as fortunate as we are here in Manitoba or in Canada. And I visit, unfortunately, places that are not going to make it. And I've looked very carefully at why them and not us. And there's a number of factors that I think are really important to see as trends, and trends that we should examine and respond to here. What are the trends you're seeing um, globally around too much water, not enough water, on deteriorating water quality globally? And, you know, what are some of the areas you see an opportunity for us to address in a regional plan? First of all, I think it's really important to recognize that Canadians don't know how fortunate they are and how much potential we have here to deal with very serious pending problems. Unfortunately, I go to a lot of places that are probably not going to make it over the long term. And I ask, well, why them and not us? And then you begin to compare the kinds of circumstances that you see elsewhere with what we have in Canada. Some of the problems that these places face include large populations, uh, large population concentrations, uh, weak or corrupt governments, uh, inadequate wealth distribution, the encroachment on important agricultural lands and the deterioration of agricultural soils, and especially depleted water supplies. When I say depleted, it's not just in volume, but also in quality. And then associated with that are damaged or lost natural system function that all lead to blunt climate disruption vulnerability. And we're seeing it widely. We're no longer waiting for climate change. Ten years ago, we described what might happen as the climate warm. Now we're showing and demonstrating to people what is happening. So when you look at it from the Canadian context, and you look at it uh, from the Lake Winnipeg Basin concept, not just as a province, but as a vast region, we see that there are some very, very important things we need to understand. We need to understand 
how important our population centers are, like Winnipeg, because they are concentrations of population. And you've told me that Winnipeg represents 63% of the population of Manitoba and also 70% of the GDP. Also, we see that one of the limitations that you have is in governance. The governance does not extend capably to deal with all the kinds of problems that you have now and will be inadequate to deal with the kinds of problems we deal with when uh, we see a projected 9 degrees Celsius warming of the prairie climate. So we need to restructure our governance and the best way to do that is start regionally and to develop strong regional governance structures and proactive ability to address the problems that we know that are, are coming for sure. You know, me and you've had a chance to talk about, you know, water issues. We've talked about like Winnipeg. We've talked about, you know, loss of agricultural lands and soils. We talk about regional planning and why regional planning and what should we pay attention to when we start to undertake regional planning? When you undertake regional planning, I think it's important to recognize that you need to develop regional planning that deals with regional problems, true regional problems, common problems, common problems to all. And a good measure of whether or not your regional planning is working is if you can solve a problem like the eutrophication of Lake Winnipeg. And if your structures are in place and capable of doing that, then you're probably on your way. And if they're not, and we have seen and observed what's happening here in Manitoba over the last 10 years, and what you have had has been inadequate to deal with the problem. So new structures, new attitudes, new practices have to come into existence. New relationships have to be formed in order to allow your regional planning to become more effective and more proactive. We've got a really incredible opportunity right now. Um, you know, we seem to have good provincial support. Um, we seem to have incredible support from the private sector, the development community, um, the business owners, those folks that, you know, really want to see our economy thrive here. Um, also, we've seen some really good support from NGOs who want to see, you know, environment protected and all of those things that come with it. What would be one message you'd like to send to the elected officials who are sitting at the table with this incredible opportunity before them to plan this Winnipeg metro region for the future? What would be one Thing you'd like to give them a piece of advice? The single piece of advice I'd like to offer, and thank you for giving me that opportunity, is that I think you need to pay very close attention to the collaborative leadership initiative model. I think that has done more to break down uh, artificial and uh, outdated barriers that stand in the way to effective regional management. We found that certainly the fact that you have overlapping jurisdiction, but you haven't exercised uh, organization and orchestration of that jurisdiction is a critical element of, of moving forward. And involving First Nations and Indigenous governments in that process is vital to the province's economic and social future. I think it's really important to recognize that uh, you've worked on a divided basis and I think by unifying your governance structures and intentions, working more closely together, it will help you solve your environmental problems. But more than that, it's a huge economic growth opportunity and it's an opportunity to build a stronger Manitoba in the future. That's excellent. And as that's been a really exciting project we've been working on. And with your leadership at the table, we've been able to take it to, uh, you know, a really important juncture right now where we're, you know, kind of through the, the relationship building hurdles and we're on now to getting some projects on the ground. 
projects around water, projects around the economy, and around making sure our communities are good places for everyone to live. I have observed that one of the things that's been most interesting about your process here, the Collaborative Leadership Initiative, is that it demonstrates that to solve really complicated environmental issues like Lake Winnipeg, you need to alter the governance structure of the province. But the fact of the matter is, is that you can't alter the governance structure of the province without reconciliation. And I think this is an important step forward for Manitoba and for the country. Because if you can make this work on a more uh, implicate and synergistic level, then it's going to help the economy of Manitoba. It's going to improve the social relationships between all Manitobans. And it's going to lead to a more prosperous future, even in the face of threats like climate change, which now suddenly becomes something you might be able to manage better. Bob, can you offer one piece of advice for the mayors, Reeves and Chiefs as they move forward with the Collaborative Leadership Initiative and as we move forward in thinking about planning this region for the future? If I had one piece of advice to offer everyone involved in the Collaborative Leadership Initiative in terms of moving forward, I would offer this. You have no choice. The current governance structure you have is not adequate to deal with the problems you face now and will be completely inadequate to deal with the kinds of problems you're going to face in the future. So in a way, the governance structure that you have right now is self-terminating. You have to find a way to transcend individual and uh, local interests and to unify the region around these kinds of solutions or you will lose your prosperity or part of it in the future. So, Bob, we've been um, asking all of our uh, participants kind of a final question. And the question is, if you could talk to anybody in the world and ask them either a question or give them a piece of advice, who would that be and what would you say? I would say pretty much the same thing to anyone. And looking at the Manitoba situation and the example, I would suggest to you that we need to follow the Indigenous advice of thinking seven generations ahead. We need to think ahead, and we need to do so with great care and with great urgency. And is there somebody that you, if you could talk to anybody in the world, who would that person be? I would talk to the Secretary General of the United Nations, and I would say to him that there are models out there that we need to watch and support, and that Manitoba has one of those. Well, thank you so much, Bob. It's been a pleasure, as always, to speak with you. You bring us great insight into what's going on globally and encouragement about what where we're going right now in the Winnipeg metro region. Thank you for inviting me. And thank you all for joining us today on Creative Resolutions in Action. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to check out Episode 3, where we talk with Chris Lawrence, the president of the Manitoba Heavy Construction Association, and we discuss the importance of building transportation and trade infrastructure to grow Manitoba's economy. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast, like it, and tell me what you think of the conversations and the reviews, and who else you might like to hear from. And tune in for the next episode where we will sit down with Marilyn Fair from the Centre for Indigenous Environmental Resources as she shares the history-making work of the Collaborative Leadership Initiative, which brought chiefs, mayors and reeves together for the first time in over 150 years. Creative Resolutions in Action, Manitobans Building Strong Communities. <laughs>